up? This is Mark from Suicide Silence, and you are listening to or watching Interview Under Fire. All right, Mark, uh, thanks so much for joining our podcast today. With me today is Corey Hodges. Mark Heilman here today with today on IUF. The last two months have been a roller coaster, you know, for you guys especially and for all of us. You know, yeah. how, how are you, you know, how are you? How are things, you know, with you guys and your band as of late? How's the lockdown life been in California? Man, I mean, I'm one of the weirdos where I'm just like, you know what, dude, it doesn't even bother me. Like I'll stay home all day, play guitar, do whatever. Uh, so, I mean, I've been making the best of it. At first it was like, what the fuck am I going to do? You know, it was kind of right. weird. But then, you know, within a couple of weeks, I'm like, you know, what? I'll give Skype guitar lessons. Eh, sure. I'll start a Patreon. Eh, sure. I'll start live streaming. All right. You know, it's like one thing after another. Now I'm like, oh, I've got like a whole fucking schedule of shit I'm doing. We're doing a virtual world tour. We got all kinds of shit. So like everybody in the band is good. I'm good. Um, obviously it's fucking silly, but you know, we're hanging in there. We may, we turn fucking lemons to fucking vodka and lemonade you know yeah yeah I of course my dog out already dude this is this is what we're at we're at home no no you're good <laughs> we got your dog on the background here uh, he's always gonna be there but he's you know he's he's actually he's just constantly like hey dude let me out hey dude let's play hey, dude, what's let's his name out. his name is butters look at that's butters hey butters but <laughs> butters dude <laughs> so butters. being stuck at home i want to talk about the live streaming in just a second because i know you also do a cameo and, yeah, uh, yeah, that, that too. you know, it's, it's funny. You're, you're mentioning how, like, what the fuck are we going to do? And here we are. Cause usually we do these interactions in person and it's just a whole different atmosphere and experience within itself. And now we're doing a podcast, you know, but uh, on top of that, you know, being stuck at home, like we all are, how are you keeping up your guitar chops? Can, do you live in a place where you can just crank up and play? Dude. Yeah. I live out in the middle of nowhere. I, I live, <laughs> I literally live in the middle of the desert. Well, and, and there's really no one around. I have, I mean, I'm like looking at my rig right now. I have like my guitar cabinet in my closet, mic'd up, fucking cranking. Yeah, I have my backdrop on so you can't see what's going on. But like, yeah, I have a full like, I, I like live in a studio. Like, it's just like, there's just fucking gear around me. There's like seven guitars right here. Like, yeah, I, I, I play guitar way too much and um, it no doesn't bother thing. me. Yeah, it doesn't bother me, man. Like, I'm actually glad people can't call me and try to get me to leave my house. Like, let me just stay home and practice. <laughs> <laughs> so I know, so I know ESP guitars is a, as a special part of you that you partnered up with. Uh, I don't know when, it, when it was, um, I saw in one of your interviews, you have a bone nut in, uh, is it one guitar or is it just all of your guitars you have it in now? It's actual. No, bone. Is well, that true? See, so let's see if I can hear This is a bone nut right here. Um, okay. Yeah. No, uh, not all of them. If you use a Floyd Rose, you got to use the, the locking nut. So it's a, it's a metal nut if it's a Floyd Rose. And I'm all about the whammy bar, dude. You need the fucking dive bombs for fucking yeah. life. So, uh, so if you use the Floyd Rose, which is like the, the, the whammy bar system, you can't have the bone nut. But I, I'm a fan of bone nuts. Like old Strats got them. And, and I mean, yeah, it's just, it's good. Either that or like, or you just go graphite and graphite's boring. What the fuck is graphite? <laughs> Yeah, I got got to go with the real bone, man. I mean, you guys are a, you guys are death metal. You know, you got to make it look the way you present, and I think that's just a perfect compliment to what you guys do. Totally, I have I have a fucking I I collect I have a human middle finger, a bone. Uh, here, I could <laughs> let's see if I can grab it right now. 
This, awesome. This, let's see if it, this is a human middle finger on a spring on a little platform. Dude, that that's is. Some that's some real bone right there, dude. Doesn't get much more death metal than that. Can you ask where you got it? Uh, I got it from my friend Jeremy Schott, who owns this art gallery called the Dark Art Emporium in Long Beach. Uh, he used to be our videographer. Nice. He gave that to me for my 30th birthday. He's like, here, man, fuck you. <laughs> That's a good way to welcome you in the new decade, huh? Yeah, it was fucking, yeah, it was fucking great. I love it. It sits right in front of me next to fucking my Baphomet and Dimebag. <laughs> What's your favorite model to play? My favorite guitar? Well, my customs destroy everything. You know, like my, I, okay. I have uh, my, my camouflage Vs, which it's like pretty much what you're probably used to seeing me by now. Like, those are just customs. Like, well, there's a difference between custom and signature. Custom means it's built for me. Signature means it's built and sold in stores and shit. My customs that I like have specked out. Like, I fucking love those guitars so much. Like, it, it's they're the sickest things I've ever had. And, but I mean, the one you're talking about where I talk about the bone nut, it, this one, uh, yeah, I know this looks all <laughs> fucking wild. It's amazing because you got butters and then and then and then you like just going back and forth. <laughs> I'm so used to Zoom meetings right now. I do these things way too often. Um, Did you so know Zoom was a thing before all this started? Uh, yeah, I've done a couple of little podcast thingies okay. for for them. So, um, but yeah, the the NT7, the ESP NT7. I recorded so many and wrote so many suicide sounds on this guitar, and I still play it a lot because it's easier to sit and play than a flying V in my lap. But uh, nice. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and it's got that bone nut, son. It's fucking, it's fucking death metal as <laughs> shit. Is that or it's a deal breaker? You know, I tuned into your uh, podcast with Ken Susie from Unearth a mm. few days ago, I believe, yeah. less than a week ago. And there was a guitar that you were talking about that hasn't even seen the light of day yet because you kept it, you were going to take it on tour with you, I believe, on this current tour. Yeah. You know, are, are you still, are you at least playing with that at least? Just, uh, you know, just. Oh, just yeah. To... Yeah. I play with that one all the time. And that's like, I mean, if we're talking guitars, like, this is the thing everybody they talk about wood and like oh you know what's your guitar made of and what this or that like i have two guitars that are the exact same wood they're the same build they're the same everything but they have two different finishes and one of them is like this bright metallic super awesome it's the main camo guitar that i play yeah and then i have this other one the one you're talking about it's 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 just a different finish it's uh it's it's a darker camo and it's got a uh flower of life kind of like imprint over the top of it same it's they're the same guitars just different finish that one sounds so dark and like bold and so much different but they're the exact same guitar so whenever like i'm on that fucking tone wood debate for life where it's just like it doesn't matter what fucking wood your guitar is it's just like i feel like it's pickups and speakers like what are you yeah. playing you know like that's gonna make your shit sound dope do you have a fishman in your uh in your gear as well yeah, I use the Fishman, the Modern Fluences. Um, I still got some EMGs in my guitars, you know? Like, I, I endorse, I'm, I'm fucking, I'm an open book, dude. It doesn't fucking matter. Like, I, I endorse Fishman. I still got some EMGs, but Fishman are just, like, they're so clear and so good. And, like, I'll be the first to say that, like, EMGs are a one-trick pony. Like, I love yeah. them still. They're, they're, they're badass. Like, if you want to just fucking thrash around and play some sick shit, like, they definitely fucking do the job. But Fishman's have some like crazy dynamics that that EMGs don't have. Man, I didn't even know anything about that. That's that's some good information. I, 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 
I don't even know what I just said, dude. Just no, no, no. Hey, hey, <laughs> hey, you go, bro, you go by the gear that you play. And I think it's important that you let the audience know, like, what you favor. Because, I mean, you guys are, I mean, you guys are, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a household name now, Suicide Silence. So, so just to have that as a, you know, as like a compliment, you know, a lot of people will pick up on that. You know, shout out to all the gear that you just mentioned. Like, that's oh, great. It's so funny. I laughed at that because that's an inside joke. We say, "Oh, it's a household. That's a household name. That's a household name." Oh yeah, fucking. It's not good on your face. I was like, "Okay, that's a fucking inside." Joke. Yeah, that's a household name. Disturbed, of course, dude. It's a household name. <laughs> Corn is an outside is a household name. We'll get to that. An, in an asshole name. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I heard you. Dude. We, we can leave it at that. We can just leave it at that. So. So now that you're home, does this pandemic open up new things for you personally and artistically that you may have not noticed before about yourself? Because you talked about the live streaming uh, yeah. that you do now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I'm, not, I'm not really a big fan of, um, straight up, I'm not really that big of a fan of like social media. You know, like I, I, yeah. I, I, I do it and I, and I, I realize it's a necessity. But um, I feel like since the pandemic, it's just like, all right, that necessity that I kind of just like, I handle and I do like now I see it's just like dude this is what everybody this is like how I have to stay in touch with everybody I can't go play a show I can't go on tour the like you know there's I'm still doing podcasts or interviews here and there but it's like still like I gotta I gotta get on the social media and I gotta do streams I gotta figure out how to be like a host like you guys I have much respect to you guys for even diving in and being hosts to something because now I'm doing these fucking live streams and I'm having a blast. I've done them now, like through my Patreon. Um, but when I first started, I'm like, shit, dude, like I got to write what I'm going to say. I got to think about what I'm going to do and like make sure I'm flowing it along. And then like, you know, once you get going on it, you're like, oh, this is actually pretty fucking fun. This is cool. You know, you get, you're interacting with people. You, you know, I've got this whole setup where it's like I'm streaming. I got the YouTube thing up here with all the chat and like I can hang out with everybody that's on it. It's actually really fun. So. It's totally it's different. I hope that's the new creative thing now that I'm like, oh, I'm a, I'm a fucking streamer, dude. Yeah, it's interesting because, you know, you talked about how social media isn't your thing. Now this is this is your life now. Like there's, I mean, what can you do? You know, you talked about Skype. You talked about Patreon. And you also do cameos as I well. Love, I love cameos. It's so much so, fun. So I don't know where I heard this. There's a story on cameo. Like I, it came from you. <laughs> you helped somebody. <laughs> I think you already know where I'm going with this. You helped someone get a blowjob on Cameo. I, I mean, I hope they true? did. I don't know. I never got. I never. Got I mean, how was how is that? Just how was that experience? Just just you know, coming from you. I want to know about a, that. That's, I never got a review back. I never heard if it worked or not. <laughs> All it was was just like, "Hey, bro, can you tell my girlfriend to give me a blowjob?" So I was like, "Fuck yeah!" Like, of course I will. <laughs> and yeah, that's the funny thing about Cameo, though, is they can pretty much tell you to say whatever they want. And it's up to you if you do it or not. You can decline it, and they don't really know. Yeah. If you do. I haven't declined any. I've just done them all. Some of them are fucking weird, but I mean, it's super fun. Um, Man, talk about know. engaging with the fans. That's that's one way to do it. <laughs> Gosh. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. Well, I mean, I also like I joined on and got onto Cameo right when this all started, and um, I was already feeling like the, I don't want to be like wartime profiteering kind of shit. I'm like, I don't want to be like advertising too much and trying to get people to spend money. So like I immediately like, you know, started to look around for a charity that I could just give all that cameo money to. And I found a girl locally that uh, she was ordering masks, N95 masks from China and finding local dealers and getting like 
uh, like lower costs because like I mean not to be too serious, but like these fucking hospitals, they're getting gouged on prices because the government's not supplying this, the 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 masks, so they're yeah. spending like eleven or twelve dollars on a mask that should be like seven bucks, you know. And uh, so so I, yeah, I ended up donating all my money to uh, to this like small charity. It's just like a local like a local thing, but I mean, it what's was, the name? Well, it's it's not it doesn't have a name. It's this girl. Her name's Jess, and she was okay. just doing it. I saw it through Sonny Mayo, who's uh, used to be in Snot. Amen. He's a uh, works Whoa, for uh, recovery that, dude that throws me way back Boom, you know what i'm saying you know, wow. you know what I'm saying? yeah but That's i mean rad. i just saw that and i was like all right i'm gonna i'm gonna jump in on this and try and help it out and then a bunch of and then uh, like randy blake did for the lamb of god a bunch of people started to help her out so she's still doing it um i mean i can send you after this i'll send you her instagram no, so, that, no yeah. we, we would love to that'd be great because you know i, I you know, you're making the best of this lockdown and we're trying to do that too you know helping is important i mean i have family who in italy who actually had the virus and they're, you know, and they're still going through it, you know, and I, I just think it's a great gesture on your part and setting an example for people like us, like a lot of, I mean, Randy Blyde, you know, I mean, that's another legend who actually even just got onto what you were talking about. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's the least, least I could do really. It's just like utilize the way I look at it is like social media. It is what it is. I can utilize the platform that I have to try and do some sort of good, you know, just while this is all yeah. going on. So. Now, before my next question, Corey, let me know if you, if you want to chime in with a question. Um, now, with the live streaming here that we just mentioned, do you, you know, a lot of bands are doing this thing where uh, I believe Code Orange was one of the first ones to do it. They actually did the whole live streaming in empty, empty venue. Did you see this? And then they broadcasted yeah. it for the totally. fans. It looked, it looked and, so sick. And uh, I actually interviewed Insomnium, another band who actually did the same thing a couple weeks ago. And they were, they were talking about their, their experiences for doing it. And they want to do it again. It's a mm -hmm. learning experience for them. So do you think as an artist, do you think the quarantine induced live streaming surge is going to affect the touring musician business going forward? Do you still see I bands mean, doing this even after, if, after all this? Well, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a pretty proactive dude in all this shit. I talk to everybody about what, what's happening and what has happened before this and, and, you know, what could happen. And there's a lot of bands already that were live streaming their shows on tour for free and like doing things like this where they're creating a YouTube base where it's like, you can watch our show for free. You know, I'm, well, I'm talking about Trivium, like Trivium has been, been live streaming every concert they've done for like two years or something like this. Yeah. Um, I feel like, you know, there's, there's a, it might not, I think it's going to change things, but I feel like there's going to be more of like a corporate influence on how, you can go and buy a ticket to a concert for, you know, however much it would be, but then you, but if you didn't want to buy that ticket, you could just buy the stream. And like, yeah. someone's going to try to figure out how to like every venue in the fucking world has a live stream set up and it's ran by so-and-so, you know? And, 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 and I mean, there's so many possibilities. It's like, I could see a, a concert, uh, like a show contract, having like, are you going to be profiting from your own live stream from this? Like, if so, we want so-and-so percent, you know? I don't know. I, I feel like there's, there's so much potential that this could go in a weird way. But bottom line, the live concert and people that want to go see a show, I mean, if anything, the live streaming will probably encourage people to go to more concerts because it's like yeah you can go watch fucking 20 live streams but now you've seen what it looks like and you're like oh i want to go to that show now like i want to see them the next time they come through so like i think it, if anything it, it, it 
I mean, maybe I'm even too positive. I think it'll help. I think it will help everything in all reality. You're just putting more stuff out there for people. And just like the internet and social media and everything, people live on the internet. They look at stuff. So if there's more information on how it's going to be when they go see it, it's probably going to influence them to actually go. Another thing that people are doing is, uh, you know, it's doing the whole uh, putting out new music. And I spoke to Corey from Trivium a couple of weeks ago too, actually. And they talked about how sticking to the schedule was important for them because a lot of bands, I mean, Lamb of God, another one, you know, they yeah. are moving their album release back. And I think it's next yeah. week or the week before they're releasing it. Enslaved did the same thing. But Corey told me, you know, it was, it was important to stick to the schedule, you know, it, and you guys just released uh, a new song. Uh, you know, was that, was that something that was planned? It was a B-side, Overlord. Is that something that was just planned? And did you, did you want to do this basically? Or like, like how did that come about? I mean, we were just, uh, I mean, kind of in the same boat as a lot of other bands. When all this stuff started happening, we're just like, all right, well, we can't tour. Uh, we want to engage with our fans. We want to give people anything that's going to, you know, one, remind them that we exist and two, keep them entertained while all this stuff is going on. And um, we just happen, we have another B-side too. We're just like, all right, well, let's get those B-sides out because, yeah. you know, people won't, probably want to hear new music. We just dropped a new record, can't tour on it. Like, let's get as much stuff as we possibly can out to our fans. And, you know, it's a, it's kind of, it's a shitty thing to say, but it's it's the truth. There, everyone's at home and needs entertainment. So let's just try and, let's try and, while everyone's there paying attention, let's get everybody as much as they can get or as much as, you know, as we can give them. And I want to talk about Become the Hunter. You talked about it being a return to form. That's actually my favorite Suicide Silence record now. And it's only been just a few months. And oh, you yeah. talked about this album being for the fans because last record was an exploration. I mean, how did you feel about the last record going to this new record? Was Do you think it was that big of a difference? Well, I mean, me personally, I feel like the last record, as much as it was a big departure uh, from things that maybe you would, would expect from us, like for us, we kind of didn't feel like we were going too far out there, you know, vocally, obviously that's a big difference. No clean vocals have ever happened. So like, that's yeah. the, the, the big thing that, you know, that people latch onto right away. But um, I mean, it's still a really fucking heavy record. And like in any, in any way you can cut it, it's like yeah. it's still a very heavy record. It's still suicide it's silence. It's, it's no, it's not like some fucking radio record, you know? So, uh, and, and then, and then that was the other thing with us, like, you know, working on it. It's like, we didn't want to do some big radio production, like, you know, not to, I don't mean, I don't even want to know, want to say a certain bands, but like, if you're really going to listen to like active rock radio, Octane, fucking, you know, serious. Yeah. We didn't, we didn't go with that big production kind of thing. We're like, let's make it sound fucking grungy and fucking pissed and dirty. Um, but, you know, going there and doing all that stuff and experimenting, fuck, yeah, it just reminded us where it's like, dude, we know what the fuck we're good at. We know what we really like, what we can thrive in. And if we're, if we're you know, going to what we know we're good at and what we know people like from us, like, become the runner, become the runner, become the fucking hunter kind of, <laughs> kind of wrote itself, you know? It really did. Like, we just went in and slammed it out. Did you just still smoke weed and drink iced coffee like you usually do? Um, I eat more weed than I smoke nowadays. Edibles. That's the way to yeah. go. I mean, nowadays, I'm, man, I'm getting old, dude. I can't, I can't do that shit anymore. And I, ed edibles is just the way to go. It's easier. Yeah. I don't know. That's just me. And my lung, my lungs can't hack it anymore. I don't smoke cigarettes anymore. And, and I, and I very rarely smoke weed. I pretty much do edibles. 
That's awesome. All right. Yeah, <laughs> at least, at least we're on the same boat there. You know yeah. what we're talking about the change of sound, I guess, and returning to form. One thing that's been the constant with suicide silence over the years is your fans. And you've seen, I'm sure you've seen that, you know, hundreds of thousands of thousands of fans just change year in and year out. It, you guys have such a broad fan base and Corey, I know Corey has a question for you about uh, a certain festival that you were at. Uh, I'll, go and, I'll go ahead and let him take over is for it, now. Is it, is it South by So What? <laughs> no, no, no. It's uh, <laughs> the Gathering of the Juggalos. Mm. Hell yeah, dude. What's What about it? <laughs> I mean, how, how did that, how did that, you know, go about? I know, I know the Gathering of the Juggalos, they, they do, you know, host a bunch of uh, metal bands. Um, I went to uh, Gathering of the Juggalos a couple years back. I've been twice. Uh, a couple so years this back. Is like a, this is like a Juggalo podcast right now. <laughs> this is like, we, this is like so, family reuniting right now. So, so oh, our, our original uh, publicist was fagolovers.net. Uh, so yeah. we're, we're actually really close with uh, Scotty D who runs yeah. that. And he's really close with uh, – you know, psychopathic records and uh, magic ninja entertainment and stuff. So, you know, we, we uh, dip our toes in it a little bit here and there, you know, <laughs> maybe, so, ankle deep. maybe, maybe a little more than toes. Just like yeah. <laughs> yeah. We jump, we just jump in the pool. That's what it is. And, uh, but you know, I, so I've been there a couple times and I've seen Guar there. I've seen the Browning, uh, uh, who else? There, there was a couple. There was several, uh, matter of fact, several metal bands. But did did you guys perform there? Yeah. So, like, the whole story on that is we were on Mayhem. I think it was 2015. Um, and Cannibal Corpse had an off date show that they were playing The Gathering, and <laughs> That's we crazy. and we. You know, we're, we're super, like, they're like our fucking, I don't even want to call them our dads. I don't know what to call them. They're like our stepdads of fucking metal, you know? Like, they just, like, came in yeah. and commandeered us as, as fucking, as lords. And uh, when we found out they were doing that, we're like, can you hit them up and see if we can, like, bring our bus and come as guests? And they were fucking, of course, you know, you hit up the, the fucking juggalos and they're like, Oh yeah, you want to bring a fucking band to the show and park a bus? Fucking, we got parking for them. We'll fucking give them a backstage room. All this shit. We're just we like rolled up to the gathering without even playing it, as if we were playing it and got treated great. And it was just so sick. And we met like all kinds of people. And uh, once we were there, we just kind of like you know the seed was planted. We're like, if ever you guys want us to play, just hit us up. And like so, next gathering, 2016, I believe it was, um, we got the offer. And we flew in. We weren't even on tour. Where they were just like, yeah, you know, we 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 made time. You know, we actually right. flew to the gathering, played the gathering, and then flew to South America and started a tour. That's what oh, we nice. actually did. Um, but yeah, we. I mean, it's the thing is, is people can like bash and say whatever they want about uh, about juggalos or about the gathering, but the real thing is, is like, you know, I feel like people get into some sort of counterculture, punk rock, heavy metal, any kind of subcategory of music. And it's because they're looking for somewhere that they can belong. And right. like the yeah. gathering yes. and the fucking juggalos, man, do they make you feel like you belong? So yes. it's like, it's, just, it's such a good vibe. Like it's so cool. 
So yeah, I mean, the, I, I, the, uh, the Juggalos, they, you know, they, I don't know why they just get a bad rep, but they're actually, you know, the most loyal people I've ever met, you know, just, you know, my opinion, but, uh, you know, I did, I did some hip hop. We, I was in a group called Suave Swag and we did some, uh, some metal influenced hip hop and, uh, we were, you know, supported heavily by the jugglers. So, uh, you know, we love them. We love them. Matter yeah. of fact, we, we do have, uh, we have Lex the Hex Master in uh, class on, on one of our podcasts. So, and we, we do plan on, uh, we, my ultimate dream is to get twisted. That's really? my, so when I started, when I started IUF doing the uh, hot wing stuff and everything, my ultimate goal was, was just to get twisted, you know? So one day, one day we will get twisted. We do know, we know George, he's the manager and stuff. So yeah. that's I'm sure goal. it'll happen, dude. Hit him up yeah. right now. Everybody's at home. But I, 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 matter of fact, I did this morning, right? <laughs> yeah, right exactly. Sonny, I, I did this morning. He, he what, mentioned. Funny, that's your lifelong goal. Like yeah. once you accomplish that, like what are you going to do after that? Like how are you, what's the <laughs> next goal? I know. No, I'm just going to hand it to Sonny. I'm gonna hand it to Sonny. I'm just gonna quit my job. <laughs> just do a shout out to the Juggles right now, man. That's no. I mean, it, it so shows how loyal their fan base is. And so, if you don't know, if you don't know who Scotty D is, um, he he runs the Fago Lover site. So that's the biggest uh, um, the biggest cover, coverage site of Juggalo community or whatever. But gotcha. uh, we we owe that dude a lot. I'm sure Sonny will agree because he, he, he kind of put his foot in the door for us on a lot of stuff and it opens, it opens so much doors for us. And, uh, that's how we got, uh, really how we got started into, uh, doing a lot of the bigger interviews. Like we started with, uh, devil driver and, uh, ginger. Ginger. Ginger So it really was because of, uh, Scotty D. You know? Scotty D, dude, fucking legend over there, man. Yeah, Fago lovers. Whoop, yeah, whoop. yeah. <laughs> so, I just love uh, the I just love the different kinds of fans that you guys have. Just like in any fan base group, you'll see a Suicide Silence fan there. Just shows how big of an impact you guys have put on the community, and it just stretches out uh, across the globe. Honestly, I mean, I, I'll just say it. I mean, I feel like with us, we don't really try to subscribe to any certain real like click or scene really you know we were yeah. associated with many scenes growing up and like literally growing up because we were young when we started this but it's like put us in front of a crowd and we're gonna gain some fans because we just want everybody to have a good time like that's it how's the how is the crowd uh you know the difference between the gathering of the jugglos versus you know <laughs> just your normal tour well, normal tours don't like throw shit at you in appreciation. Right, right. So, right. so that would probably be the first one. <laughs> so, Sonny, I don't know if you know this, but when you're up on stage at the gathering of the Juggalos, you are going to get tons of Fago bottles thrown at you. Not, not because you're getting booed, but it's out of love. So it was at that. that there was a show earlier, actually, uh, late last year, where we went to. I, I, I think it was who was headlining. I was I, ICP, wasn't it? There were headlines. Oh yeah, the one that I. Yeah. Yeah, it was at yeah. a very small venue, and it was just packed. I'm like, how are they gonna do this show? And oh, yeah. uh, you know, that's just the way it goes. It doesn't matter if it's in a house; it could be in this room, and you'll just get a bunch of people packed in. And ICP could just play a show here, or just yeah, that that was, that was that was hectic. That was very hectic. 
because it was at the rail club and it's it rail clubs a pretty nice size but not for icp icp needs a a bigger venue definitely i I watched i watched um yellow wolf uh at the first gathering that i went to and i was watching yellow wolf and i was stoked to see him i'd never seen him before and i knew it was going to be good just because he'd been you know hyped up for so long and then uh, it was just him and a dj and uh, the sun went down they're playing and then they start shooting fireworks at the stage while he's yeah. playing <laughs> fucking bottle rockets and shit. Yeah. And you watch Yellow Wolf and he's like, he's pumped. He's jumping up and down. He's super stoked. And you look back at his DJ and like, he can't move. He can't right. dodge these bottle rockets. <laughs> and you look at his face, he's just fucking pissed. And we're like, oh, he's not having a good time. But it was, it was still so fucking cool. Man, the, fir- the first year I went was you know, 2009. Ice Cube was there. And they were shooting bottle rockets at him. I was like, oh, my gosh, he's going to kill someone. That's what he's about oh, to do. Man. He was really. <laughs> but, yeah, it's so weird. It's all out of love. MC yep. Chris, I don't know if you know MC Chris, but he was yeah. there. And he was he was like, I've been practicing my ninja moves, dodging all the Pego, Pego bottles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fun, yeah. fun stuff. I would, I would love to play the Gathering of the Juggalos. That, I would fun. love to do it again. I'd love to do it again. I mean, yeah, we, we had such a good time. I mean, that's also like, dude, I've also gone to burning man, you know, and, nice. and, the, and the only thing that I could compare the gathering to is burning man. Okay. And like burning man, burning man is very like, interesting. It's, that's it's, probably the most interesting comparison I've ever heard. Honestly, check it out, dude. You know, I I'm, I'm, I'm a member of a camp at burning man. Like I've got like the, the ego trip is, is, is my camp. Look them up. They're, they're well-established, but the only difference between the gathering and burning man is the gathering doesn't have a leave no trace rule. So leave no trace, meaning the gathering just makes a giant mess and someone goes and cleans it up. Right. Burning man goes and parties and you can't tell that it happened. That's the, it's literally the only difference that's all fucking you don't pay for shit at the gathering. Like everything is free. Like you get free food and get free booze. You get free drugs, all this stuff. People are just giving shit away. Yeah. Same thing with Burning Man. There's no money. It's non-commoditism. So you, you, you don't, you're not even allowed to buy shit at Burning Man, but ice and, and coffee. And, and like, that, that's, that's, that's my language right there. <laughs> yeah right i know yeah you if you at burning man if you need ice you can go to the village you can buy ice or you can get coffee that's it there's nothing else for sale and and you know it's a barter system or trade or it's a gift system and like i felt i felt that same thing at at the gathering it's just like you could walk by and someone's barbecuing you're like oh what are you making it's like oh i got free hot dogs oh well i'm vegetarian oh well, you want a veggie dog i got a veggie dog too like what the fuck all right let's fucking hang out yeah the so um, Wolfpack saved my life the first year I went because we we planned on going me and a couple friends and uh, our boss because we we all worked together he knew he knew about it and he, we we were gonna get paid a little bit early so we could take a paycheck there well he bailed on us and said and didn't pay us for whatever reason so we went there with nothing we had enough yeah. money for gas and we brought a couple sandwiches right like. And spent the the rest on booze because that's more important. So, uh, but we get there, we get there, and we're all out of food and stuff. So, I was hungry, and uh, Wolfpack was throwing out blunt wraps, right? And I just gathered a whole bunch of them. I remember there were peanut butter and jelly blunt wraps. <laughs> you know, the, it was weird, but but anyways, yeah, so 
I filled up my bag with them, you know, and I was trading people for hot dogs. I'm sure they would have gave me, you know, one for free, but I was trading them and, uh, I don't, I don't smoke, you know, I don't, I, I'm a, I'm pretty straight edge, you know, I gave up everything a long time ago, but, uh, at the gathering, that was a different story. 2009, I, I stayed high because, because, you know, I gave them the blunt wrap. They gave me a hot dog. They said, well, hey, man, you know, come smoke with us. And I didn't want to be rude, right? So, so I sat in the circle and then, I, you know, they passed it around. I smoked and then I got hungry more. So I was trading more people some blunt wraps for food and I'd smoke with them. 100%. <laughs> so, you know, kept going. So that's my yeah, experience. That sounds like that sounds like the guy that, that makes me think about how I am on tour where it's like, well, I'm at home and normally I'm not really partying that hard. I go on tour and it's like, well, yeah, you guys are drinking. Oh, uh, yeah, you guys are taking shots. Oh, uh, yeah, you're smoking weed. All right, well, I'm just going to keep doing it. All right, it's week three, and I haven't been fucking sober at all. All right, well, I'm ready to go home. <laughs> Did you go to the Burning Man last year? Uh, no, no. Last year, we were in South America. We, when was yeah, the last like, time you went? I went 20, not last year, the year before. Man, I feel like we tapped into just a whole different dimension of Mark in this interview. It's crazy. I love it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I mean, I feel like if anybody like kind of watches what I do and is a follower of me, like, I mean, they kind of know a little bit, uh, you know. Yeah, I'm not, I'm, I don't even think, I don't think hippie is the right word for it. I feel like hippies are just fucking, like, they don't even know what a fucking hippie is anymore. People want to be a hippie. Right. You know, like, like, I, yeah. like I, don't, I don't want to be a hippie. Like, that's not what, that's not what I am. But I, because uh, I think hippie only belongs in a certain time frame. I, it's not, it's, it, they're trying to call it a hippie because that's the perfect example, I suppose, so to speak. I don't know, but I get what you're trying to say. You know, it's like we're all in the same group, but we're not hippies, man. Stop calling no. us that. <laughs> no, we're not. We're not. I'm. I'm. I'm a firm, and I've. I've had this since like the beginning of the Suicide Sounds days. It's like I was always super grateful that there was anybody that wanted to come to a show. So if anybody was there and wanted to hang out with me, I was. You know at least going to entertain hanging out with them until I realized maybe they weren't someone I wanted to hang out with. But like, that's like kind of, if you've met me over the years on tour, like usually people are like, yeah, man, you like told me this story and you said this and we talked about this. And it's like, yeah, man, I just want fucking people to have a good time. I want to like, I, I'm not, I'm not too good for anybody. And if you're coming to my show, like I was going to people's shows when I was a kid too. And I would have loved if they would have just given me any moment of their time, you know? So yeah. I recognize that kind of shit. It's just like, it's a giving world, you know, like as much as I can give that doesn't really take from me. Like that's, that's how I live. You know, I, I want to follow that up because you and me actually, uh, bumped fists back in 2008 at the first ever mayhem fest. When that's, I first saw that? you guys, with, when I first saw you guys with Mitch and, uh, you yeah. guys were the best band that day. I'm just going to say it right now. And then, and just to we see were, how far you guys have gotten. I just, uh, it's just great to see that from my eyes. Oh yeah. Thanks. Yeah, that was that was major, major tour for us and for me. And I was 19 on that tour, dude. I was fucking. I was. Wow. A, I was. A, I was a young, young buck. I was. I was just figuring shit out. That was like the ultimate fucking. We're on tour with Slipknot and Disturbed and like, you know. And I think the, uh, I think 36 Crazy Fist was the band before you, and then you guys came. You guys played second. I was like, why aren't you guys headlining? <laughs> it was a rotating thing, so it was yeah, never, we were never always the same time. But yeah, I mean, that was also, excuse me, that was also Five Finger Death Punch's uh, first like real national tour. 
Wow. Yeah, you're and, right. So many other bands were on there too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that that's like when we first met them and I always think about it, I'm like, the trajectory that happened between like where Five Finger Death Punch went and and like, of course, we fucking had great success. So I just think about it, it's like, wow, like look at how big that man fucking got. <laughs> Holy shit. Man, yeah, man well, now we're talking about a timeline. You know, you, you started with Suicide Silence and, you know, we're going to talk about a timeline. 2005 is when you got there. You yep. guys had that early success. Three albums with Century Media, I believe. You know, a lot of success early. And, you know, and then you got the new singer. You guys were on a hiatus. And then with Nuclear Blast, it seems like you guys have just almost like picked up just where you left off. And then I, I know that you've had some uh, personal tragedy as well. You know, you left the band sometime, I believe, in 2009, took time off. And you've dealt with your own, own share of tragedies. Now, sure. from where you are to, from where you were to where you are now, have your aspirations as a person or band, have, have they changed or evolved since when you first started playing? Do you see things differently now? No, actually, like, I think about that pretty often. Because uh, I knew at a real young age that I wanted to be in a band and I wanted to be some sort of musician. Like, I didn't know what it was. Yeah. I didn't even sing. I didn't play an instrument. I was like eight years old or something. And I just was listening to like the oddest grouping of music, like Green Day, Red Hot Chili Peppers and Guns N' Roses and shit. And I'm just like, whatever these guys are doing, I want to do that. Like, that's so cool. And uh, at a really young age, I'm just like, if I can afford a fucking roof and food and pay my bills, like whatever I'm doing in music, as long as I can do that, like I'm happy with whatever I'm doing. And that might sound like some horse shit ass shit, but that's like straight up like how I felt just like I, I I also you know my dad was a musician and he was always in bands and he was always playing shows and stuff so like I saw how hard it was he was he used to run a tv repair service he used to fix vcrs and tvs and he also used to like play shows on the weekends so I saw him having a job and playing shows firsthand seeing how hard it is to be a professional musician and uh so yeah I just kind of was modest with it it's like as long as I can, if I could pay my bills with music, I'm stoked. And, you know, gratefully so much, like that's pretty much what I've been able to do, you know, my whole life. Suicide Silence, since I was 17, joined in 2005, real quickly within the first two, we didn't make shit for the first like two years I was in the band, uh, but we were, it was because we were putting so much money into the band. Yeah. We, were, we weren't really taking money from it. We were so young that it was just like, keep putting it into it buy a van buy a trailer you know get new gear all that stuff you know everything and we didn't sign that first deal for two years so then we signed a deal and then we pretty much started to be able to like make some money but yeah like my goals and the, what i'm satisfied with and where uh the way i look at it is like as long as i can kind of stay true to myself artistically and you know still have a good time with it and i'm able to you know, not be stacked in debt, then I'm good. Man, it just makes it seems like this pandemic is just another chapter for you. I mean, bring it on, right? Bring it the fuck. I don't give a shit, dude. I don't, I don't give a fuck. And I've been saying that shit since I was young too. It's just like, I literally like, I give a shit so little that like, I give a fuck too hard. <laughs> and that doesn't I mean, even make any sense, dude. <laughs> I, no, no, that makes a perfect sense. You, you gotta have that attitude with, you know, I, I believe it's just, you don't know what to make of the world these days anymore. Like, like there's so much shit going on. There's so much information being thrown at you left and right. Like, what do you even believe anymore? Like I, I turn off, I don't even watch the fucking news anymore because of all just the misinformation that's just scattered throughout the entire, whatever you want to call it universe. Yeah. No, 
Um, yeah, I'm with you on that. I, I don't even know how to like touch on that shit. Cause it's like, I think beliefs, it's like, as soon as you start believing in something, then it's just like, Oh, you're a believer. <laughs> like, Oh, you <laughs> believe that? Oh, you fucking believe that dude. You know, like fuck that shit. Like, I don't know shit. I know nothing. And that's what I'm, I'm happy about. Like I'll leave it at knowing nothing because as soon as you got something that you think, you know, then it's like, Oh, well now that person thinks he knows that. Well, that guy's wrong. And like, fuck that shit. Like, I'm not about to be like drawing lines in the sand. Like every it's, it's, I'm not going to argue with anybody. You think you're right. Then you're right, dude. Like, I don't give a shit. <laughs> Just grab your guitar and have that bone nut and you're good to go. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Bring it right around. Bring it right around. Grab my fucking human middle finger and fucking you can't see it <laughs> <laughs> I see, I know. that should just be like the that should be like if you get like a just to do that in front of the camera just take like a still yeah i'll have i'll have cory like get a still that'll be like the main uh image for this the, the, the thumbnail podcast. yeah hold on cory can you get this where, where is it? sorry uh, yeah you just could just do it in the camera just whenever no, if whenever it's you... my, if it's in my face what am i doing can you take a screenshot of this just mark doing this <laughs> There you go. Perfect. <laughs> Mark, do you have any other interests that feed your creativity within the band? Because you talked about live streaming and everything. Anything that doesn't involve music? Um, you, I mean, right now, um, it's all music right now. Um, but, I mean, I did. I took a break from the band for a little bit while my dad was sick. And that's, you know, I've been putting that, trickling that out a little, a little bit. Like, when I took a break from the band, was all because my dad was dying and I wanted to be home with him and it was the first time I had to make a decision on like the band or my life and I chose my life yeah. for a little bit and uh so I stayed home with my dad and during that time I took a I took a permaculture course you ever, you ever heard of permaculture no no I haven't educate us please permanent agriculture uh Bill Molson uh he's an Australian guy uh basically it's uh it's a series of protocols in life that remove the amount of energy required for some sort of process to happen. So, uh, and in bottom line, it's, it's a lot of recycling. It's a lot, it's, it's, I mean, I will, I'll remove the word hippie from it, but it's kind of like, <laughs> it's, 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 it's as much, a it's growing your own food organically and using that matter to turn it into more soil so you can keep growing and, and always be sustainable. And, uh, and or like homesteading, you know, like being completely, completely self-sustainable. Um, I'm, I'm super into that. I think by the time I'm like 40, I'll probably be a farmer and like be living somewhere in the middle of fucking who knows where. Probably like just maybe where you are right now. What's you are what, in the middle of nowhere. I live in the desert right now. I got to get out of here. The fucking soil is terrible. It's all copper filled and clay and I can't fucking I got to buy soil to fucking grow any food where I'm at. What's that like, dude's name? His name is Bill Mollison. How did you uh, discover this? Um, well, I used to grow weed, so I tried to find the most uh, renewable uh, way to grow, uh, grow the flower. And I discovered permaculture, and it was just this wormhole. And I found out that it was this big movement that kind of, I think it started uh, in, the, in the early 70s, Bill Mollison. Um, and... Uh, Basically, I mean, it's a massive, it's a massive thing. I mean, it's, uh, people have permaculture farms and it's kind of like you set up the situation so that you kind of are creating your own little biosphere. 
So you're like, you create things. So it's like, oh, well, I'm going to put this, I'm going to put, um, what would I do? I'll put some like blueberries down and then I'll put, uh, what would be a good like nitrogen? You, you basically put everything in place so that you're creating it so that it doesn't have to be tended to. You're creating like a little environment so that it will, it will just feed itself. Yeah, and it, takes a long, it takes a long time to set something up like that. Like it's not, and there's not one way to do it. It really like depends on, you know, what, what, you know, where, where you are, everything, everything is, is a factor of it, climate, uh, location. But I mean, I'm, I'm super into that shit. Like I'm into fucking natural progression of, uh, of, of environments and how to like, how to grow your own food and not rely on the fucking man, dude. Okay, hear me out. I know you don't say, I know you say social media isn't your thing, but man, we're talking further down the road, live streaming with Mark. Come join my permaculture. I will show you how to do the fucking thing right now. Just oh saying, just saying, just imagine, just imagine the amount of fans who would tune into that and just, I would, I would love it, dude. I, I thought about it too. I thought about doing something like that. Uh, and that's what led me to taking a course in it was that like, I wanted to start a farm and I wanted to start or like, you know, just start somewhere where it's like, yeah, you know, I want to buy like 10 acres and like build some small little compounds on it and just invite people to come and live there and like start my own currency. I mean, basically I want to start a cult. And yeah. <laughs> All right. We're in. I mean, you already yeah. have the, you already have two endorsers who are on board with that. So why not? We're in. Let's go. Let's fucking go. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I'm totally, I'm totally into it. It's better than like, I see people do RV living and like jumping in RV or like a van and like going and doing that stuff. And that's cool. But it's like, grow your own food. Like that's, that's what it's all about. Have Growing you ever, own. have you ever heard of a dude named uh, Charles Dowding? Mm, uh, no. Who's that? Uh, yeah, he's, he, he created a, a, a certain type of uh, gardening that's like, I don't know, supposedly it's like really good. I don't know, but he's, he's all into uh, composting and everything. And uh, you got to check him out. You should check him out. He's got, it's called the no dig method. No, no dig, dig gardening, right? No dig. Yeah. Is that no like, dig. like no, like no till, like no yeah. till soil. Yeah. 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 yeah right. Like he, he invented that. Like no shit. Yeah. All right. He's that. an old dude, but I was just, I was just looking up that dude. Cause uh, we, we started getting, getting into uh, gardening ourselves. So. And I do irrigation as a profession. Like I yeah. run irrigation. Hell so, yeah. so I'm like, I'm all about it. I'm going to run an irrigation zone specifically for the garden. So that's what hey, I've been we doing. Have, we have everything we need right here. Just, yeah. We do. Yeah. We Let's really start do. shit up. <laughs> oh, man. Um, we have all I'm our resources. Too, I'm super down. I mean, I still think, I, I mean, we gotta, let's just move to Ecuador, dude. We'll move right next to the cloud forest. I know of a really cheap village. It's called No-No. You can buy like, hectares you can buy like five hectares for like 20 grand dude fucking we'll get down there we'll build a house <laughs> oh my gosh man i'm already like lining that shit up right now let's go i'm so i'm so in the fuck i'm so in the hole on that shit like there's there's a lot of actually when you ask like what i'm into that's not just music I, there's weird shit just that's not hey it you're you're into what you're into man that's what makes you know all of us unique you know it's just it's interesting to see like what what drives a person outside from what they possess that's you know that makes up majority of who they are it's i think it's great that you're into that it, and i think it's a, it's just a great thing to be associated with to to gain more knowledge about because we're talking about further down the road like decades 
considering where we are as a world. I mean, look at this illness going around. Imagine if permaculture just take over instead, like how healthy things You never know, man. It could all be bullshit. We could be living on a flat earth, dude. You never know. (laughs) (laughs) Anything goes. Oh, my God. Flat earth. I think flat earth. I think oh flat my gosh. earth. It's just it's a sci. It's a psyop. It's got to be to fucking just just throw a conspiracy. All conspiracy theorists are bullshit now because people think that the world is flat. Like what the fuss is going on in 2020, dude? We had uh, one of our old one of our guests. He was a he was actually a big big name in Dallas. Um, yeah. Back in was the it? early 2000s, Mister Pookie. The rapper. Oh yeah, that's right. You know Mr. he. Pookie? He's, you know yeah, Mister Pookie. Pookie. You know you know that a Pookie is what you smoke meth out of. Yeah, he, I'm sure that's, that's probably what it is. I mean, he, <laughs> Mister Pookie and Mister Lucci, they they were huge. I mean, they were all they had tons of radio success back in. But anyways, he's uh, he's not really doing music anymore. But he was a guest on our on our Hot Wings, uh, yeah, show and. Uh, we asked him, we said, what, what's one thing that would surprise the fans about you that they don't know? And he said, I don't know. I guess, you know, I believe the world's flat. And it kind of just, it, it threw me for a loop. And oh, I looked yeah. at him and I couldn't say anything else, but why? Yeah. Why? Yeah. So, but anyways, that's. Just keep eating the yeah. wings, man. Yeah, <laughs> Shaq thinks the world is flat. Oh, fucking man. B.O.B. Fucking yeah, B.O.B. That's right. For sure, he's a big one. I think the flat. I, I love that flat Earth exists. It's just so funny. And then when it really comes down to that, it's some sort of biblical shit, because like certain Bible pastors say, like the four corners the of four the earth. Corners, like, right. How do you how do you have corners on the earth? How do you have, how do you have corners on a globe? How do you have how does that even work? Just like get the fuck out of here, dude. <laughs> And then these people probably think that fucking Trump is like a fucking uh, uh, the hero and he's taking down the deep state. That's the other one, Man, dude. The, I, I see so many freaking people saying like, oh, God. I mean, yeah, God sent us Trump. And and uh, yeah. And, uh, um, you know, uh, what what did he say? It's it's uh, when it says the angels trumpets, they're really saying uh, Trump. Pence, Trump yeah. Pence. I'm like, what the heck? These people oh, are that. crazy. That's good shit, dude. No, they're, they're right, dude. They're right. Let them. Every, let them dude, every, yeah, everyone's right, man. That's 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 the catch. That's everyone's the catch, right. Dude. You just got to go everyone's along with right. it. Exactly, exactly. That's the world I live in. Everybody's right, dude. So yeah, that was the question. What would you be doing right now if you wanted? <laughs> Anyway, so this is uh, we're we're nearing the last part of the interview, man. But this could go on for hours. Seriously, all talking about all these conspiracy theories. You talk, man. We could just have one segment on just conspiracy theories. But I'm sure Joe. I mean, Joe Rogan's got that covered. So, no, nah, Joe Rogan's a sellout. He doesn't talk about him enough anymore. He, he's too afraid to sound like uh, like he like if it's not like super factual. Joe Rogan doesn't talk about. It. I was just listening to him and Patton Oswalt, and I yeah. felt like like Patton Oswalt was even just like what the. Fuck man, like, like, can't we can't we have some more fun than this? Like, he's like, why don't I just come on your earlier shows, man? Why'd you invite me now? I know. <laughs> All right, Corey. So this is the yeah. last part. Uh, do you have the? Uh, do you have it in front of you? The other? I do. Yeah. So Mark, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna put you on the hot seat here to finish things off. All right. Okay. 
All right. All right. Like I said, I we weren't on Etsy already. Enough already dude. <laughs> so, uh, so we actually do this with uh, all of our artists. It's actually really fun because some of them get them, some of them don't. It's a little game. You know, yeah. Okay. So we're going to read a lyric. We're going to see how well you know your own songs. Oh, okay. <laughs> Corey, uh, you pick one and I'll go <laughs> off of that. Well, how am I going to pick one? I'm going to say it out loud and he'll know. <laughs> Let's. The, so wait, I have okay, to say here I'll count one, two, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Let's go the third one down. Okay. You want to read it? Or you want to read it? Oh, I can read it. Yeah, I'm gonna read it like a like a dramatic reading. Okay. Yes. All right. You good? What does that say? Waning? <laughs> yeah. All right, let me do this. Wanting to well. <laughs> let me do this. Yeah. Okay. Waning sounds in forests. <laughs> I've grown to appreciate my disease. This, this is my torture. In the end, we all have to sleep. It's a great lyric. And that's Go off on. of the self-titled record. Yep. Correct. So you um, got that. Is that uh, conformity? Yeah. Yes. Uh -huh. Yeah, you got this, bro. Nice. <laughs> okay. All right, Corey, okay. let's okay. pick an easy one for you. <laughs> an easy oh 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 as far as as far as words go. Let me see. Okay, let's <laughs> let's go, let's go, let's bring it way back, okay? Uh, so all right, so it's an old song. Yep. Uh, <laughs> life living through an hourglass. The sand is falling and there's not much left. It's like living in a photograph. Witness the rubble from the past. Well, it's in a photograph because you said the, yeah, the, isn't it? It's got to be in a photograph. No. No. It's not? Oh, well, no. okay, wait. I like how you're just staring off in a distance. Like, it's great with your with butters in the background. I know. Well, it's because without the, the uh, well, I actually, I'm not sure. I, I know what it is. You're going to say, and I'm going to be like, oh, of course. But I, Okay, I I'll give you a clue, though. Frank Mullen. Oh, smashed. Yeah. Smashed. Yeah. yeah. Great song. <laughs> oh, okay. yeah. Uh, yep. Hourglass. Yep. All right. Okay. Let me see. Okay. This is going to throw you for a loop. I don't know if this is going to confuse you or not because, <laughs> okay. I'm just going to read it. Fuck it. This place inside my mind, a place I like to hide. You don't know the chances. <laughs> maybe I should die. <laughs> he knows it. It's a corn song. Uh, Played by. It's, it's blind. Yeah. It's blind. When did yeah. you all, yeah. When did you all cover that song? What year was that? Um, we've covered it officially in 2015, I think, at a benefit show live. So it's on the oh. live and mental record. Okay, okay. I thought it was much earlier than that. Well, that's what everybody thinks. Just, yeah, we never, we never did any corn stuff because it was like everybody kind of knew we liked corn. Everyone's it was kind of taboo, stuff. though, for a while. Like, corn was not cool to like when we first started coming out. Like, corn started being cool to like again somewhere in like the 2010 I'd say, area i'd say early i thought it was earlier than that yeah i'd say i'd say i would say mid 2000s because for us i think the death metal shit when we're playing death metal deathcore stuff and yeah us admitting we like corn no way we got ripped for fucking <laughs> like corn yeah now it's like you know new metal is like the thing again and it's it oh my god corn is the best i'm like where have you guys been when they release freaking fallout you know uh, follow the leader and uh issues you know all yeah, that they've always been sick dude. they've yeah. always been sick <laughs> all right 
moving on. Yeah. The escape from her shattered existence lies, a, lies above out of her reach, but still sinking further and further into her Girl, own Girl self. Glass. Yeah. It's my favorite one off of that record. I don't think, I think you guys played this live at Mayhem and I've never heard it since, but this is yep. way back. All right. Yeah. I think okay, the now we played okay. it was, yeah, go ahead, sorry. Yeah, it, it, was, it was Mayhem, wasn't it? No, it was with Mike Terry at the Mitch Memorial Show. Oh, my we haven't gosh. Played, we haven't played it with Eddie. Oh, wow. Interesting. That's an interesting fact. Okay. Yeah. All right, now we're, I mean, you want the word back, Corey? Let's go back to 2005. Corey can't oh. read. I can't read. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right, here we go. Open your fucking eyes. We'll... We'll be the ones that set civilization back. Warm your eye. Yep. Oh, yeah, that's it. Wow, that's, that's good. It. Nice. That was an, off the EP. It's my favorite song in the EP. Uh, I am sent from hell above. I'm worth more dead. Hello again, though. We've never met. Uh, Overlord. Yeah. Nice. The grounds will shake and your children will tremble. Soon, soon enough, the machine will fall and we will Ooh. all crumble. The human machine will finally bleed. Oh, disengage. <laughs> disengage. Yeah, I said bleed. I was like, I'm giving that one away. What the hell am I doing? Okay. Uh, okay, this is my favorite one off of, I'm not going to say it. Revolted <laughs> by a sickened man, disgusted by the empty glare. I know he taunts. Nice. I know he, yeah. Such a great song. Have you guys played that live yet? No. Uh, we're gonna play it at the Slay at Home Festival for Metal Injection and a couple, it's like the live stream festival thing that Metal Injection is doing. We just recorded it. Oh, nice. When, when is that, uh, airing? <sighs> next or can weekend. You, or, okay. I next don't, I don't, weekend, I don't know yeah, if you yeah, could yeah. say that. Okay. No, I think, yeah, I think, I think it's already released when it is. Yeah. Okay. We got two more. Look around, enjoy this world we call our tragedy for sake Oh, wow. Yeah. All right. Uh, Corey, I help, you got the- I help write lyrics, dude. I've never written in the fucking the things that I write them, but like I, I think I know these fuckers. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> the yeah, only yeah one- you man, it's surprising. You're retro really good. The only <laughs> one that that kind of stumped you was smashed, but the rest is like, man, it's already there. I don't, I don't know if we've had a a guest, you know, get them that quick. <laughs> uh, I think. Well, actually, I mean, he took him a while. Corey from Trivium got every song. And yeah, the, right, all right. All these albums. Yeah. I was like, oh, my gosh. Corey's uh, good. Corey's good. Okay. You want this last one, Corey? You mean to get it? Uh, where this, is it This, Corey. Okay. It's, <laughs> at, it's at the bottom. You'll see okay. it. Okay. Yeah. Just sit back and relax. No pity for a coward. Yeah. It's your favorite wow. song. I was like, I have to put that in there. <laughs> I, I could have started off with this one, but it would have been too easy. But you pass. Maybe we'll I'm pull like a, I got. I'm glad I got those. I'm glad I. I'm got glad them. you know your own songs, man. <laughs> Dude, I mean, I guarantee there's a lot of death metal and deathcore people out there that it's just like it's more about the sounds. It's not the lyrics, you know. You know, as I'm growing older with all this music that I'm listening to, I'm just becoming less and less picky because you see these elitists, whatever they call themselves out there, and they say, "Oh no, you can't listen to this. This isn't." technical enough or this isn't supposed to be it's not lyrically tangible or whatever they want to do whatever they want to talk about and these these dudes are like in their teens and trying to tell you what shit to like and i don't know it's just i'm seeing more and more nowadays you, you just got to be you just got to listen to what you want to listen to the first time uh the first time we brought out that segment the you know reading the lyrics to the uh the artist was uh you, you know who head pe is yeah 
So I was interviewing uh, Trauma, the drummer, and I read off some lyrics from like way before he was in the band. And mm -hmm. then I, I read all the way up into their like latest, one of their latest albums and one of their most popular songs. He didn't get, he didn't get one. He didn't get oh. one song. Damn. What's that? What's that head PE song that was so big for a second? Uh, it's something we, about myself. What is it? I'm well. There. I something mean, about myself. Something well, about. I'm, I'm drawing a blank now. We raise. Uh, well. Um, well, we all have. There, a, there's raise, raise hell. I don't know. Good thing. Good thing we're not in the band and have to try yeah. to remember the lyrics. <laughs> right. I know raise hell and then uh, like American Beauty. Those oh, were dude, people don't know the lyrics to their own songs. That's for sure. <laughs> Especially, I mean, you don't, you don't have to, what's, you know, you just, you just don't, if, unless you're in like fucking Nickelback, you know? <laughs> right on. So Mark, uh, uh, so any last things you just want to promote? Any last shout outs before we end things off here? Well, yeah, we're going to be announcing a lot of sick-ass details for the virtual world tour that we're doing here pretty soon. Um, probably got dates that we're going to announce like really soon and exactly what that all is. And I guarantee that what we're going to do is some next-level fucking badass shit. Way not to discredit everybody's streaming shows that they're doing, but we're not going to be playing from our fucking bedrooms, and it's going to be really fucking cool. And... Um, Right on. Yeah, so I'm really excited about that. And then, uh, yeah, um, look me up. I started a Patreon. I'm giving guitar lessons. If you think you want a guitar lesson from me or you just want to hang out or whatever, DM me on my Instagram. You know, where I'm doing that stuff. Everyone who's listening, don't forget his cameo. He can do any kind of shout oh, out. As and my cameo. And, yeah. I was, and I, I will say that I, I'm pretty sure I'm waiting for Jess to get back to me. I think that the charity is over. So if you book me, it isn't for charity I'm in, uh, anymore, I'm pretty sure, just to put that out there. Right on. All right, he, hasn't, he, hasn't turned, he hasn't turned a cameo down yet. So let's see if... I, yeah, I know. Try, <laughs> try to get me to turn it down. Exactly. I got to keep that going, bro. And everyone is listening, don't forget, Become the Hunter from Suicide Silence. Came out February. It's out now, Nuclear Blast Records. Pick it up, support these guys. They're going to be on the, you know, you're going to see them again. You know, it's not going to be the regular old, you know, live streaming from home. You heard it from here first. So just we'll stay be tuned. Out there, dude. We'll be out yeah. there. And the podcast Thanks, can be heard on uh, Spotify, Stitcher, and Apple Podcasts. Mark Heilman from Suicide Hell. Sounds. Thank you so much, bro. You know, <laughs> next time you guys come to Dallas, let's do the Wings interview. That'd be great. After, after the it. show. Yeah. After the show. Yeah. After the show. We, we will just take shots of fucking hot sauce. That's just, that's just I'm do down. That. I'm yeah. down. Awesome. I mean, I'll probably join you guys after that. Cause I can't even need drink, like take like hot sauce as much as I used to, man. Getting old sucks, dude. That's the thing. You just can't. I don't admit it. I don't admit it, but I can't either. <laughs> there you go. That's this. I'm part not getting old, dude. This, this part won't air. Come on, man. And, um, Cool, guys. Yeah, awesome, thanks. bro. All right, thank yeah, you. Was great, man. That was fun. Thanks, guys. Yeah, you take care, awesome. Mark, all right? Yeah, you guys too. Later. Later.
Hey guys, thanks for listening to Interview Under Fire podcast. If you guys liked what you heard, please subscribe and share our channel. And please leave a five-star review as that helps us tremendously. And also, if you guys have any questions or comments, you can find us at Interview Under Fire at Facebook or at Instagram. Or you can write us directly at schwag at interviewunderfire.com. That's S-C-H-W-A-G at interviewunderfire.com. Or Rezablade, that's R-E-Z-A-B-L-A-D-E at interviewunderfire.